Today is December 17th, Season 2, Episode 45, Week 80, overall with a podcast released. Decky co-host, how are we? We're doing great, Andy co-host. It's a great point you mentioned. You know, we're just co-hosts. We're just two average guys, but we just so happen to have recorded 45 podcasts in this season, 80 podcasts overall, and now we have our finale, Giselle Ugardi, the one, the only, the pivotal moment in our season two career. We want to pay it back to her, get her full story, see how she's doing. Giselle, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us. Stick around for the back end. The back end, we're going to break down why this is episode 45, yet we've released 46 straight weeks with a podcast. We're also going to always do an average quality of what did you learn in a feel-good story. We're staying consistent for you marketing interns. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Giselle, thank you again. Intro music, it's your time to shine. Welcome to the final podcast of season two. Today we have Giselle Ugardi, the glue piece that has ignited our podcast to another realm. Giselle, how are you doing today? I'm so good. Oh, we're so I happy to have you. I love you guys so much. Yes. Oh. <laughs> this is a long time coming. You couldn't be a perfect, you couldn't be a more perfect guest to have on for our last interview. I feel like we're having this 10 year high school reunion right now. Right? And even though I see you every day now, Andrew, <laughs> and Declan, even though it's maybe been a month since I've seen you, I still yeah. feel like it's been years and I'm just, it's this beautiful reunion of sorts. When you showed up at our house this morning, I was like, yes, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a time though, when Giselle and I were seeing each other like every week doing like random stuff. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Like there was one day where we got like a brunch lunch mm-hmm. for like three hours. <laughs> So wild. <laughs> and then we'd have an event and then another event. And yeah. One of my friends would be on your podcast and then another friend and then. And that's the point. And that's, yeah, that was yeah. our average quality last podcast was we have almost exhausted, probably not, but we've just tapped into your network <laughs> so thoroughly. It's been awesome. And like everyone, and now like your friends are like saying, what, what you've had this person, this person on, why even you had on me? Yeah. And that was like, the, it's like the coolest feeling. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. But that that's why you're our final guest. You're yeah. the anchor and you were, you know, Andrew said glue piece, but you were also like a big turning point in our whole podcast and like where we wanted to take this thing. And it really helped us identify like what we wanted to do, why we wanted to, like we had the why, but we kind of figured out niche down to unpack stories of just entrepreneurs and in a casual conversation that are following their passion in the twin cities in the twin cities yeah and you were here when we were recording on that little blue snowball we didn't have any of these fancy mics you were sitting in aragorn the the rattly throne and uh it was wicked hot in here because we couldn't play the ac times have changed i know i'm so proud of you Mm -hmm. i have headphones on now there's a Christmas tree with lights on. Yeah. We have a Christmas tree. You have a camera card. guy in the corner with some cool hair. Yes. Oh, there's like Shout multiple cameras in here. Yeah. We're, we're a live streaming it. Like, it is kind of the, the growth in just between the time, last time you came until now. We have this poster, Derek Lewis. Shout out. Not a sponsor. Yeah, we don't talk about him all the time, but he's there. But it's incredible. You even dude. offered me coffee. Like you offered me a beverage. Yes. I actually you know, went even and... the customer service has improved. It's crazy. <laughs> I literally woke up this morning at 10, 15 and I was like, I need coffee. The Giselle interviews at 11. I need coffee. I go downstairs. 
no coffee. No coffee. I was, and then my, my brain just started firing. I was like, all right, got to go to Cub. Got to go grab some coffee. Picked up two bags of coffee. Bring it here. Make some cups. But shout out Cub Foods. Shout out Cub Foods. Shout out not great coffee. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> thank you for going, but it, it's not good coffee. I well, you know why? It. It's because you're used to the Nespresso machine oh, at our so, office. So good. I have that every day. I was wondering if people were talking shit because like I go over there and I put in like two two little things every day and like two shots. Like just it's my routine now. <laughs> I always used to make fun of people who had Nespresso machines, and I was like, you got like so bougie so unnecessary and then i you know came to an office that has an espresso machine i'm like oh this is so good it's this so, so good. good it's so smooth oh, yeah but i luxury. got some bad coffee yeah, you did. that's that I, I had no idea yeah I, I didn't know better i mean i think it's great declan yeah. thanks it's it's called a hazel hideaway or something or caramel hideaway there's know. a lot happening in the smells but it's getting it the is, job yeah. done uh, we're not sweet tooths over here. We like our coffee very dark, and uh, Declan didn't know that. Yeah, well, I drink jet engine fuel for coffee every day, and so I was like, you know, my little change of, pe- change of pace wouldn't kill me. A little peppermint in there. A little peppermint spice. Pe- peppermint spice. <laughs> but anyways, let's... Uh, let's niche it. Let's uh, trap the puck. Let's trap the puck here. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's unpack something that's pretty cool here. So, Giselle, you, last time we had you on, it was... June, July. It was July, and mm-hmm. you were getting ready to go to uh, Gary V. You were going to open for Gary V. at mm-hmm. the beginning of August, and you were uh, a radio show host at Go 96.3. Mm-hmm. Starting from that point, how have you been? Oh, my gosh. So many things. <laughs> the moment that I left your house, I found out that I had been approved to adopt a puppy. Mm-hmm. And so since then, I've become a single dog mom. And a squirrel. And a, well, a she's hybrid. basically a squirrel. She's yeah. a large hamster. Her name is Penelope Cruz, and I love her. And she brings purpose into my everyday. Um, I opened up for Gary V, which you were there. You could tell me how that went. Well, you could listen to that podcast, and now I talk about it for twenty minutes. It changed. <laughs> it changed like the course of like my life, kind of it, putting that on a big perspective. But just like it was very impactful. And um, that also brought us closer together. Yes, because we got drunk together. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I was awake for 24 hours that yeah. day. Oh, 24 hours. And all those people that you met that day, we were later had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or Every single one of them. Created a business with some mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Stationary Yam House, Dr. Yeah. Matt, Stationary Astronaut. Mm-hmm. That also was kind of the spark for your comedy career. The yes. Budding mm-hmm. Because yes. you met Theo Vaughn. It, okay, so it did change my life. Yeah. Much. <laughs> Seriously, I was talking about that last night with Nick. I was like, yeah, the second I met Theo Vaughn, like that was amazing. Like that made me want to do comedy because that guy is just amazing and has just such a cool story and he mm-hmm. unpacks his story through comedy. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. There was something though for me, I delivered the opening message before Gary Vee and mm-hmm. it gave me such a high and I was almost upset with myself because I realized that I had been wanting to do so much more public speaking and we're our own biggest critics. There were so many things that I wish I had more time to say, or I wanted more time to practice, or I wish that I would have prepared more, or in some cases prepared less, because sometimes you get in your head too much, and then Mm -hmm. you rehearse or you over-rehearse, and I know that I did a great job, and I know that I touched a lot of people, and I made a difference, and it lit a fire in me and reminded me of my purpose, which I think I had always been percolating around of what 
what sets my soul on fire? What is my reasoning for doing what I do? Because I do so many things. For example, being on the radio in the morning or helping other people or public speaking or the messages that I write on Instagram. And for me, it was it was a reminder of, okay, what am I put on this earth to do? And for me, I think it is building confidence in others and helping others find pride in their stories, no matter how difficult those things are, because those are the things that can be our biggest obstacle and get in the way. And I was able to meet so many different people that weekend. And I was also able to see like, oh my gosh, I did it. Like I fucking did it. Yes. (laughs) Confidence. I did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and I knew that I was capable, but I also knew that going into it, there was a lot weighing on that. And as soon as you can say that you're a motivational speaker, you can say that you're a keynote speaker, but to be able to say, Hey, I opened up for Gary Vee. All of a sudden people like, wait, what? You did what? Yeah. <laughs> it gives you, it gives you, you know, the feather in the hat, as Nick would say from Stationary Astronaut. And, and it, it started to change the way that I was looking at what I was doing every day. Mm-hmm. And with radio, I told you guys last time that there is something so awesome about morning radio that I got to do. You have the ability to change the trajectory of someone's day because they are listening to you. They're turning you on at their most vulnerable time of day. Or in some cases, they're on their way home and you can either make their day suck and you get them really upset or you can totally give them the feeling that they can do anything. It's going to be a great day. You can make them laugh. You can make them smile and have them go into work super excited. And and I loved that so much. But I think there was a part of me that just I wanted more. I wanted more Mm -hmm. of that connection. And that's why I love social media. A lot of people see it as impersonal, whereas I feel like it is this gift that can connect you to so many people. And that's also part of why we've gotten closer. And that's part of how you found me in the first place. And I just found myself itching for something more. I just didn't know what it was. And as you do, you network with other people. You talk to them about the course of their careers and how they found their passion, how they found their calling, how they found what they were made to do. And that's exactly what I did. So I found myself networking more, going to more events, sleeping a lot less, which (laughs) wasn't great, but I think I needed to do it. And then I ended up running into this woman, Tracy Call, who is the CEO of MediaBridge Advertising. And she has an incredible reputation. And she runs this company that I was going through for a lot of my endorsements, both online and social media and also on the radio. And I'd been wanting to sit down with her for forever because I'd heard her name so much. And she was kind of this untouchable thing. Like she was kind of this like higher up person that it would be impossible to get a hold of her unless she reached out to you. And all of a sudden I got this phone call from this unknown number. I'm like, I don't know who this is. And I answered. She's like, Giselle, this is Tracy Call. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's like the voice of God. <laughs> That's like, I want to talk to you. Can we have lunch? Like, yes. When? Sign me, me up. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. <laughs> How great is that, though? Like, not a lot of people just call you anymore. Usually it's like an email or a text or a DM or something. Yeah. You know, that's great. But receiving a call, it's just like, hello. (laughs) Yeah, because I had been been emailing her. I would CC her on emails when I was working with her team. And um, I was very hands-on in every project that I did with them. Mm. Because as an endorser, I don't like to just do things for the money. I want to live and breathe the product. I want to believe in what I'm selling because I know that I have the trust from my followers and my fans that what I'm putting my name on is something that I would actually do. And I think she saw that and little did we realize that my hands-on experience with her team was kind of like my, my application and resume for a job that I wasn't even going for. So we sat down and it was professional love at first sight or more than that 
there was just something, there was this connection where I felt like we were, we sat down for lunch and I felt like we were both exactly where we were supposed to be. We clicked instantly on a personal level, on a professional level. And she had heard all these things about me. I had heard all these things about her. And I think timing is everything. And we left just being like, I don't know what this is, but something beautiful just happened. Mm -hmm. And I really want to work with you. And I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know. For a second, I thought I was going to leave there and have a new manager. I thought Tracy was going to be my new manager. And with her, she was like, I don't know. Do we do we put you in charge of a project? Do we do like one off freelance thing? I don't know. And we both left. The wheels kept turning. And three days later, she was like, no, you need to work for me. Like, I need you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, okay. Yeah. What, um, you took a look. Uh, how does this work? What what? Do you, yeah. <laughs> like, this is so, but I told you guys the last time that I was on and I say this all the time. People always ask what my dream job is, where I see myself five years from now. And there are certain things that I think about, like, I want to be happy and I want to be comfortable. And I, but I don't come up with this dream job scenario because my dream jobs have all been ones that I didn't look for and I Mm -hmm. wasn't seeking out myself, Mm -hmm. but I had this open mind and I had these things that I wanted to nurture and challenge myself with. And I would just follow my gut and my instincts. And then it would turn into this incredible opportunity. If you would have asked me even four months ago, do you see yourself being the director of marketing of an advertising agency? (laughs) Fuck no. Like what? (laughs) What? That's so what? But I look at it and I think the fact that Tracy and I lined up first in core values, the yeah. way that she cares for her people, the way that she cares for the companies that she works with, and in her drive, she just grinds. Like, she is a hustler. She negotiates, but in a way that is respectful and poised and with grace. And she's mm-hmm. so confident that I was like, I just, I need you as a mentor, if not as a boss. And now I have both. And even a friend that goes with that. I mean, Andrew... I brought Andrew on my team, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the other um, thing that's changed. So, yeah, let's let's talk about that a little <laughs> yeah. bit here because uh, we really haven't unpacked it too much on the podcast. I think we've mentioned it maybe a couple times. Mm-hmm. Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. Probably. But yeah. I think, yeah, let's let's talk about that because um, kind of the backstory behind that, and I really wanted to talk about this, was um, Andrew, like coming from my perspective, Andrew was in a situation where he was taking these cool jobs like Andrew's had ever since he's graduated. Like for me, I'm an engineer. I've just been doing engineering stuff and podcasting for Andrew. It's been kind of bouncing around from these interesting jobs that not a lot of people have. Other people from the outside will call them like knucklehead jobs, but they've been, Andrew's been getting entirely full value out of these jobs. He works for life's a beach. Who's been a podcast and or a podcast guest, Josh Letty. And then he goes and works for United healthcare. And like he fought like hell to get that job. And then, but I knew like, me personally seeing him and knowing Andrew, I was like, that's, this is something he doesn't want to do. He comes in one day after he gets it. He tells me, he's like, Hey, just got this job. Like, let's take a couple of weeks off. Um, not take a couple of weeks off. He's like, I'm just going to decompress. Like I just is, is a huge weight off my shoulder. And I told him, no, I was like, you, you don't like this. This isn't your job that you want. Here's like, and I just basically, we ended it at that. And Andrew was obviously pissed. I was pissed because I was, I was ready to be complacent in the sense of like, I've been, I've had no income to like, that was like able to make me stable. Yeah. And my anxiety was through the roof for that time. And then the United Healthcare, United Healthcare job came around. I was like, I have something now. Like, thank the Lord. And I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm so stressed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was so stressed for the longest time. Um, I was pissing people off left and right because of my like just anxiousness and uh, when and I was like, I'm done. And then I told Declan that, and he's like, No way, dude. 
you can't stop because once you stop, you'll be, you'll just become satisfied and you don't want to be that. And I was pissed when he said that. I was like, dude, you don't get it. You don't understand. You've had a job. You've had income. Like you don't understand. And he just wasn't, he wouldn't give in. So that night I went to bed. We were, I just didn't say a word to him the rest of the night. And in the morning, his car broke down and it was five in the morning. He was sitting on Hiawatha, uh, waiting for the car to come or for the tow truck to come and tow him out of the place. And bitter cold dead of winter and he pulls out his phone and he writes down a list of like nine people you should start texting that's in the back pocket network that can help you find a job that you actually care about and he wrote this down he's like andrew i know you're pissed at me but this is what i see that could help you if you don't want to be complacent if you want to be passionate and get that job that you really care about text these nine people and they will help you find that next step they might not have a job but they'll help you find it and who is number one giselle (laughs) yeah and, and Nick was on there and Brandon Polzuk from Social Butterfly and Gino Gianavelli and all these other people that we have really cool contact. And they all responded in different ways. And you you t- told me to get the snowball going, apply to Media Bridge. And um, the next four weeks, we hashed out the details. And then I had a job that I – now I have a job that I, like, I'm wanting to go every single day to. And, and it, it was, was the coolest yeah. shit ever to like hear <laughs> and see – the change in this man. Like, you know, we talked about me changing and my pivotal moment at Gary V with you. And like, that was big for me. I've seen Andrew totally flip on a, on a dime, just how his mindset, his everyday activities, and like just the overall enjoyment of what he's doing. Right. It's not sexy on the back end, like getting paid millions, getting all this money and all these benefits. It's like, no, he comes home every day and we talk about the grind stuff that he did and I'm fully vested in it and I love it. And we talk about it in the kitchen for hours and like this is all we talk about and it's so fun. Yeah. Like I wanna it's know awesome. though, Andrew, how to where where was the transformation between when you were pissed at Declan to when you were like, Okay, he's right or when you were like, Okay, I, I do need to do something. Was it a, like a flip of a switch instantly? Was it a couple of days? Because if- I mean and also what a good friend you are. You know, that's how you know it's it's a good friend who's not just like, oh, screw you. Or like, oh, yeah, I'll let you be average. Like, no, no, no. And granted, it helps that you guys live together. Yes. But what was that transformation like for you? So I'm sitting. Um, I didn't get that text until I sat down at work at United Healthcare, And I was working for about an hour. I hadn't checked my phone. And I opened an ice wipe. And it's Declan's text. And I read it. I'm, I, this, I'm still pissed at him at this point. And I read it. I'm like, this mother effer. He is not letting go. Like, he won't let me breathe right now. He is not suffocating but he's just putting that next um uh push he's trying to create that momentum for me and and i was trying to just stop it i was like i'm done and i was still pissed but i was like he's he's got some value to this i was like just to please him and i did it in a way to just like not for me but for him just like to start (laughs) i was like i'm just gonna text these guys because he's gonna get off my back type thing and i was still pissed but I texted him in like a very appropriate way. I wasn't going to like it yet. And I, and, uh, <laughs> fuck you, Declan. Yeah. <laughs> you piece of shit. I'm working. Leave me alone. Yeah. It was brutal. God. Yeah. He wouldn't give in. It was like, it was that inner Tracy that you kind of talk about that yeah. bulldog. Um, that was what Declan was in that moment. And, uh, so I started texting people and then people were responding. And that's when I started to truly see what he was saying. Because at first it was like, I'm just like, why do they want to, they don't want to hear from me texting them. Like me asking for a job. That's just me begging for something. And I hate that. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm like giving them anything there. I'm asking for things. And I hate when I have to do those type of situations. So when I started doing that and people like you responding, then I was like, 
just is this is part of the game this is part of what i should be doing because these I've already had these great connections with these people and they want to help. You already gave to them. I gave to Yeah. And you're being vulnerable with them is really what you're doing. You're just being open and saying, Hey man, here's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know? So it wasn't initial to answer your question. It took a little bit of time to like for me to breathe and like realize what he was doing for me. And then we, he didn't know my true anger until like three, four weeks later when we were talking about it. Three, of, four weeks later? Yeah. You were just holding it in? No, no, it was gone. Like, I was, okay. it was gone. Like, I didn't It was just never addressed. It. it was never addressed, but, like, it was, like, probably 72 hours. And then it was gone, and I was happy. And But I never told him how, like, angry I was during that time yeah. until three, four weeks later. And he was, like, shocked. He's like, dude, I didn't know you were that. Shocked. <laughs> he was telling this story. Like, we've told this a couple times. And yeah. he was telling Mark about our buddy, marketing intern number 21. Um, he was saying... Like, dude, I just wanted to beat Declan's ass. Like, there was one time like, I was so mad. Like, every time I saw him, I just wanted to, like, beat his ass. And I, and I like, jumped on the mic. I was like, are you? I didn't know you wanted to, like, beat me up. Jeez. <laughs> like, Damn, that's, that's, a little, that's a little intense there, buddy. Yeah. But, again, I, I love where you're at now. And, like, Giselle, obviously, you're a huge piece. And I think six weeks ago when we started planning, like, there was this weird moment where... Andrew and I saw the end of our season coming up and we were just like, all right, let's plan the rest of the season out because we know it's going to end. So <laughs> we had you on our radar for those six. Yeah. Those like, six you, weeks. We knew you want to be part of it. And I think it took like yeah. a week or two when we ranked like the value of each guest. We're like, Giselle's the finisher. She's the finisher because back in July when she came on, it really kind of like brought that passion back into us. We mm-hmm. really got uh, professional with everything we were doing and uh, everything has been pushed in an upward trajectory since then and hearing your story since then too (laughs) has been awesome because as much as we've changed you've changed as well and you've broken down kind of your path from then till now and i really do appreciate kind of how you go about it and talking about that value you're trying to bring to others on on a consistent basis whether it's through social media or in-person relationships Mm -hmm. i mean it's you, you can see it all the time and that story is awesome. I want to share, too, just the value of networking and personal connections mm-hmm. and actually walking the talk. Because I look back at some of the greatest opportunities that I've had. I didn't apply to any of them. Mm. I didn't submit a resume or an application either ever or in some cases after because of the sake of formalities with the corporate structure where I had to submit something. I was given full opportunity and trust without even doing any of that because I had built that foundation of a relationship with someone that they already had full belief that I was more than capable of doing a job. And in some cases they either created the job for me or I created my own table. And that's so valuable because a lot of times people really narrow themselves to what is available. What is in that job portal? What is what go to the career section? What are the jobs listed? But one thing that, I've learned and I also applied to Andrew is that if you can show a company that you are talented, that you have skills that either they don't have or they could use more of, reach out and show them what you can do, the value that you can bring and know your worth going into it and know what you can provide. And if you are that passionate about it, your willingness to do it for maybe little or no money in some cases, if you were that passionate about it and you know, because with Andrew, he had no agency experience. Zero. Yeah. There were so many other applications that came in that had 
years of experience and they just wanted to be able to work for this company and they had, you know, every single skill that we needed. But there was something about Andrew and also me too. He has this relationship with this new person who's being brought on and I have full control to hire whoever I want. And with Andrew, we had a phone call and he also a couple of text exchanges where he was like, I might not have the skills or the experience, but I have the willingness to learn and the drive and I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, I'm ready to grind whatever it takes. If I have to get two or three other jobs, totally fine. And I was even open with him like, hey, listen, you might have to get another job. But if you get another job, I want you to do it in things that you are improving your speaking skills, that you are improving skills that you're going to have to improve upon to eventually move into a full-time position. And when it came down to it, I, I know that my team was hesitant for a minute because they were like, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the experience. Is he like, are you sure? Like, do you, he's a, like, he's an average guy. He's a wildly, he's average. An, a wildly <laughs> but that's true. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, um, we were giving him like a writing test and having him go through analytics because we're part of the new media team. So he was having to do a lot of these things that people have studied. They've spent semesters doing. And we had a meeting where he met the team and we had a lot of conversations. And I flat out told him, I was like, listen, I want you to go forth and do this writing sample and this writing test. But, and I told my, uh, my leadership team this as well. I was like, unless you totally bomb it. And even if you do, I don't really care. I just want to throw you in the water and I want to see how it is that you work and I want to see how how it is that -hmm. you learn and improve because this is just the benchmarker and I know that if you are really truly wanting this job and if you really truly want to learn, which I believe that he did, none of this matters. Because I knew going into my position, I everything I know about marketing and social media is self-taught. I didn't take a course. Or I, I did YouTube University, mm-hmm. you know, where yes. I looked up YouTube videos, even production and everything I know about production and editing and shooting was all things that I learned myself. Yes. And so knowing that, I know that someone is more than capable of learning it themselves if they want to. And that's what I love about Andrew is my my team is more or less the ones who throw tasks at him. I'm just kind of the one overseeing everything. The delegator. And I've seen and heard them give him a task to do. And they're like, do you know how to do blah, blah, blah? Nope, but the next day he'll come in and he'll at least have the basics. If not, he'll have mastered it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like he's ready to go. There's no one who's like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't have the materials. Yep. And and we're giving him things that we hadn't given any part-timer to do in the matter of weeks where they didn't even have the trust to do that in the matter of months. Yep. Wow. And so if, if you are willing to learn and acknowledge the things that you don't know, that was the other thing I told him too. I was like, listen, if you don't know how to do something, Say that you don't know how to do it. Yes. Don't pretend that you're awesome at it and then disappoint everyone mm-hmm. when you under deliver or you just totally fuck it up. If you don't know how to do something, say like, you know what? I don't, but I know how to do A, B, and C or, but I got it. Like if, if there's anything that you recommend for me to take, if there's a class, if there's a video for me to watch, let me know and I will learn it. Mm-hmm. Or can I, can I overshadow? Can I look at you? Can I look over your shoulder and learn how to do it? Yeah. And then we, we, we know we're, what we're working with. Yes. I think and, one thing too, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, one thing too is that what you just described is the product of Andrew in the last two years mm-hmm. when we started this podcast because each thing we did every single week was a different thing we didn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And now we're learning how to do these things, growing, getting better, 
That's why they call us the or they call us the growth and development podcast. Yeah. yeah. And it's awesome because the sense of like we have to leverage this back pocket in a professional sense. And yeah. it's not easy because people look at it as a couple of knuckleheads recording a podcast. But when we can talk about it and prove to others like what we can do through this network that we've built and what we have and done, what we what have, done. have done, yeah, and people realize what back pocket really is, and I think that's the awesome, the the best part of this that we're doing. We get to prove to other people how credible we actually are, and we've done it for two years now, and we know way more than um, anyone else that doesn't want to try, and yeah. we re- we're willing to learn and fail and then learn again, mm-hmm. and that. Like figuring that little intangible skills and applying that to MediaBridge as much as I can has been, I believe, the sole reason why I'm starting to see a little bit of success with MediaBridge. What's cool too is, um, it's start like there's a point in the podcast like season one, maybe six episodes in, like Andrew and I struggling like hell to get podcasts out, and one of the concerns, genuine concerns, was. What are employers like we were juniors in college at the time? What are employers going to think about this? Right. Like about think about what I say. And it turned into some it turned into this thing where it was like we were worried about what people say. Well, now we've totally flipped it on its head. And now we're using it as leverage to make ourselves look unique to people. Totally. And it's not really employers. In Andrew's case, it was. But just to everyone, man, like we want to show the power of what we've done and where we're going. Well, and also, too, I remember Andrew was a little self-conscious because he's like, I feel like I keep on bringing up the podcast and I don't know if that's taken. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it is the mm-hmm. pot. You guys are an LLC now, which that on its own. Yeah, not to break. Get a thing. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is the fact that you went from this little snowball microphone to now you're using things that I don't even know how to use. Well, we don't And I've worked in radio. Yeah. And maybe you don't either. But it's, it's the fact that you're learning and you're trying and you're investing Yes. Like you're using your own money, your own network, your own skills. And that is the drive and the passion where we want someone who is excited to wake up in the morning and apply these things to everything else that they're doing. Yeah. Awesome. And I love the full circle of like each one of our little things that helped each other get to where they wanted to go. Right. Um, And that's why, again, I'm going to continue to say this is the perfect way to end up season two. Um, it's a story. It, it's honestly a story that people really needed to hear. It's yeah. a story that like Andrew and I have spoken about it and talked about it every day, uh-huh. you know, and we're just like, oh, we need to tell and show like the power of these connections uh-huh. and like how they've really helped us grow and everything. Um, one thing that you mentioned earlier that I really wanted to touch on was there are a lot of like for my own being, I've noticed this. There are a lot of people that have done it. There are a lot of people that want to do it. There aren't a lot of people that are doing it. We are doing it. Absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. And and part of where I see my success as a leader, and also, again, going back to what I feel my purpose is in, in my life, mm-hmm. is I want to teach people how to do it. Because trust me, I am scared of a lot of things. Yeah. There are definitely pieces of my professional and my personal life where I'm. it's a battle, you know, internally, externally. But by helping others that also helps me to see it in myself and it's also something that it it's that for me success isn't my own personal success it's yeah. whatever the legacy is that i leave behind or it's me helping andrew build confidence and saying hey i, I want to push you to do this mm-hmm. and having private sidebar conversations of hey i noticed that you did this i want you to say i want you to speak up and say this because when my um my, when Tracy, my boss, was asking me, she goes, how, how are you going to measure 
what are some of the measurables of your success? You know, and one of the things she asked was, you know, what's the number in terms of maybe like the dollar amount that I'm making a year? And I'm like, no. And this is not the pageant patty answer, but really, truly part of my success would be I want to be able to promote everyone in my department. I want to, if the dollar amount, it has nothing to do with my salary, but the dollar amount that my department brings to the company. I, I want for my team to wake up and feel appreciated and I, and I want to be able to improve as a leader so that they know that their voices are heard mm-hmm. and so that their goals are achieved. Because part of what I love about Tracy is I could be like, you know what, Tracy, I really want to travel the world and go write a book. And she'd be like, okay, yeah, um, well, where do you want to go? Let's, let's, I, I'll, I'll connect you with the publisher and then you're going to come back, right? Like, <laughs> she'd be like, okay, sure. You know, yeah. Andrew, like podcast yes you can do the podcast i'm not going to keep you from doing the podcast because i think it's possible to wear a lot of hats and if anything you're stronger when when your people are pushing you to do that thing and you can bring it back so with andrew it's like yes i want the back pocket podcast to get bigger because i also want to develop a podcast branch at the office and i would love to to make it so that we're making so much money in this department that i can bring you on full time and if not that that whatever it is that you want to do that maybe you're doing back pocket full time or wherever you want to go. like yes I, w- I want because I want you to know that I'm on your side and, and it's not just because you're doing things for me or for our team right it's not and like hopefully I'm you're not speaking out of terms that's exactly it yes yeah. and it's it, a lot of people try and um, formalize and simplify it down to like a give and take like oh if Giselle's giving me this like what do I have to give her back but understand it's just like a fruitful network collaboration relationship and it's super fun and cool to see like that um, kind of movement captured in a company, right? Like Andrew's experience now at work, like when he comes home and tells me all the stuff that you guys do and how cool it is. And it, like, I get fired up about him. Like I want to be media bridge. Right. But <laughs> then you look at like one day, one day. that's really, that's really why I'm here. I'm trying yeah. to get all of you to come and work. It's, for it's me. a big like group hug and like Giselle's out here and we're kind of over there and she's just like, come here. Come <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's funny though. Cause like your the culture that Tracy has implemented strictly from one word belief. She believes in Giselle. Giselle believes in Andrew. Mm-hmm. Boom makes that connection. You know, there's a monetary value to that. Whatever, but the belief is the key part, right? Everybody that has these like corporate jobs, it's these very structured formats. There's not like this consistent belief that's instilled in you or the confidence instilled in you on a day to day basis. You guys are doing stuff that's different than anybody else in in media probably i don't know i don't even know what it is but you guys are just doing something yeah. specific that's curating confidence and instilling this belief and it's awesome she was the first person ever to extend an offer to me and i didn't feel i know it sounds awful but i didn't feel offended mm-hmm. every time i've been given an offer i usually have to bite back or negotiate or in some cases i've laughed because i've been like really you're gonna lowball me that much mm-hmm. And, um, and she gave me an offer that before even presenting it to me was almost in tears, just talking about how much we had connected, how much value she believes I can bring to the team, how much thought she put into what she was willing to give me. And more than just a number, because I told her the number you put on my paycheck, cool, but I want to be able to have numbers within my department to be able to reward my team. I want to be able to take them on a retreat. I want to be able to give them 
bonuses or rewards or whatever it is. I want to be able to hire someone on part-time and not just as an intern. And those were also some things that I learned from the way that she took care of her team. And it was the first time where I was like, you see me and you get me and you see my worth. And I, I could not push back very hard, if not at all, because I felt like she really took the time to look at my worth and not just at the numbers that had to do with her business. Mm-hmm. And I also want to add too that I always felt empowerment because so often in every industry that I've been in, I've usually been the only girl or one of the few. And I've always been like, heck yeah, like I'm with the big boys, you know, the one girl at the table that's so empowering. Fellas. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a guy's girl, you know, I have sure. two older brothers. I've always grown up with boys. I definitely get along with boys. But I don't think I realized what I was missing in terms of having that female mentor until she was sitting right in front of me. And then every person who I conversed with, interviewed with, but it wasn't really an interview, it was a female. And like a really powerful, driven, kick-ass, commanding female. And I didn't realize what I was missing until it was right in front of my face. And now I look around the room, and Andrew knows this, the females very much outnumber the boys very much so and that is a really empowering feeling too just to be able to see that visibility and you guys know that with me and social media i i talk about my accomplishments my achievements because i think it's important to show visibility for people who are females or underrepresented or minorities and and so to to see it in a different way it was like oh that's what i've been missing Whoa, right. weird. It's like the, the opening scene in Wonder Woman. When Have you guys seen Wonder Woman? Yes. Yeah. There's the opening scene where there's this battle and it's all women fighting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, like, I've never seen that before until it was right there. And then I just started bawling. <laughs> because it was like, whoa, and then, what? And then, like, the person you're, you went with is like, why she cried? <laughs> this is, I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of this. And she's crying. <laughs> What's going on? I think one of the coolest things about Media Bridge as well is like it's not just that the women outnumber the men, but it's the women who the women are. Yeah. They are, like you're saying, kick ass, badass women that are like grinding. And every single person in that office knows that work ethic you need to bring to the table because of the people that are at the the highest level and the work ethic that they instill. And it just trickles down. Mm -hmm. And also the level that they care about other people. It starts with Tracy, and then you have Tony and Maria. Um, and yourself and every single person truly cares and wants to help the next person learn and grow. And like I've learned that you, you could feel that culture almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. And I've also been in industries too, where if there's like a women's event or like a women's panel, cause they're still separate things that usually just the girls go, just the women mm-hmm. go. And like the guys in our office are so like, yeah, like let's go. <laughs> and so you'll have all these other companies where it's just just the women at the table. And for us, we're totally mixed. And we have the most awesome guys in our office who are like, hell yeah, like, go for it. So That's awesome. Also, let's not mention, so Andrew is his family, all dudes, played football with all dudes, yeah. just hanging out with a lot of dudes. <laughs> this podcast, yeah, what's that like? Hold on. This podcast has a dude problem. We get on a lot of dudes and we need more women. So any girls right now, if you're on live stream or listening to this podcast and you're a girl, you're on our show. You don't even have to ask. So anyways, Andrew, please unpack. We broke this down with a couple because you have two sisters, three sisters. Three sisters right there. Turn around. Three sisters. (laughs) 
and <laughs> uh, my living resume right behind Andrew. And when we were with two other people, they both had older sisters, and I and I was the one with two brothers, and we were breaking it down, kind of like my lack of awareness of just women on like a day to day basis, and even like Faith, my girlfriend, like tells me this all the time, like you know nothing about women. <laughs> And I'm like, I just try. I like, I try. And I'm like always way off base. Like just the inner football, just meathead. That's all. It's what I've been growing up on. And uh, so this, it is a culture shock, but it's like, it's awesome at the at the same time. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. But again, you admit you know, you nothing. know nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then and now you get it. <laughs> yeah. And you're learning. And Jacqueline, you've been, um, you've become kind of like an inner office celebrity as well. We watch videos mm-hmm. and we watch and listen to little back pocket things. Like you've become an inside joke within our department. <laughs> and like, it's phenomenal. You need to be his plus one to things and just come. You've <laughs> been you've been awarded the plus one to everything. I, so um, <laughs> now that we're talking about this, I have an idea. Can I just show up to your office on yeah. like a Friday sometime, like yeah. when everybody's there, and yeah. I just show up? Absolutely. Yeah, just roll in. Totally. Just roll in. We'll start grinding on content. Yeah. For... Like, what do you guys... Okay, <laughs> I got a better idea now. Let's unpack this. Um, What, like, do you guys... Do you guys, like, munch on stuff, like food and while you're oh, working ever? so many snacks. Okay, what's, like, one snack that you guys... If I brought it in on, like, a Friday afternoon where we got to keep working, but, like, what would I... Could I bring in that's just, like, I want this in my belly if I brought it in, you know? Super bougie. Yeah. But, um, Fridays, we crave cheese plates. She's like a cheese mm-hmm. plate from the hewing. Yeah. They have like a really good cheese plate to the point to where they have a, they, have, <laughs> I can't say this without laughing. We've tried ordering cheese plates from hewing because it's next door to our office. Okay. And if you order too early in the day, you can't get it because their cheese cutter is not there. <laughs> to cut they have a specific cheese, cheese cutter. They have a specific <laughs> cheese cutter. His like role, a, his role in the company. Role. Is to cut cheese. Cut that, cut that cheese, brother. <laughs> hey, man, you in here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're cutting. The cheese is cutting. <laughs> so, Decky, I was like, no one, else, no one else can get back there. They're like, mm-hmm. no, like, he's not in yet. And then we've tried ordering it to go. And I've had this, I don't know if it's the same woman, but it's happened more than once where they've been like, are you staying at the hotel? And they're like, no, we just want a cheese plate to go. Like, if you could just take that plate and like put it in a box. Yeah. like, you have to come in and order it, and then we can put it into go box. Okay, like, so this makes like, perfect no, sense. No, yeah. like, you yeah. can put it in a box. Yeah, that's so, your role. Yeah, so the rumors are, are true. I mean, there have been lots of rumblings, lots of things that have been uh, said about me, you know, whatever. But one thing that has stuck is, yeah, dude, they've been calling me Decky Cheese. Like, <laughs> very entirely, they've been calling me the Decky the Cheese Man or Decky Cheese. And so I will show up. I'll, I'll go and, uh, you know, just kind of walk in and mm-hmm. do a carry-out cheese plate i've never done that before but i'll figure it out yeah yeah and uh, uh order for decky cheese order for decky cheese yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna be like that's me uh, my name's decky cheese i'm gonna pick up the cheese i'm gonna deliver the cheese to you guys yeah it's gonna be awesome what do you Friday. think andrew i'm all in for it okay. let's make that happen <laughs> we have like a full-on snack pantry our fridge has Lacroix packed in at all times we have, oh. a, we have a full wet bar yeah i don't know what that means but you said Lacroix, my mouth was just water I love LaCroix. If you want to add any sort of alcohol to the LaCroix, that's what the wet bar is. Oh, wet bar. It's got hard liquor. You know what I've really started to enjoy? It's so weird. I can tell my, I can just feel myself like slowly growing up. And I realized that today when I was like, we need coffee. And I was like, I just, I just love to drink coffee black. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then I started like over last week when I was dicing up content and video, went through like nine LaCroix. And then when I go and work out, when I go and work out at Alter, shout out to Alter, yeah. potentially a sponsor. Yeah. Finney's great. 
Um, and Matt. And, and Matt. Carrie. Such you guys a... have to have Carrie. Yes. Carrie, yes. We'll get Carrie on. But anyways. I was supposed to go to Carrie's class uh, Friday oh, morning. Oh, no. And that didn't happen. Like Friday morning. That's... We had our holiday party. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We, I couldn't make it. But, sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Nitro brews? Okay, but does Cold it... brew nitro brew? It's so, so good. So good. It's so silky. Smooth. We're going to get that in our office. Okay. But, yeah. um... Very nice. The LaCroix makes you gassy, huh? I, I just think I'm naturally like a gassy. You would think guy. so until you give it up and you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not tooting as much as. Yeah, yeah. decky farts. I've had the, like, <laughs> decky carbonation. The rumbles on that one. The yeah. rumors are also very true on decky that. Decky Lacou. Decky Lacroix Le- and decky farts. Decky little, <laughs> decky little cut boy. <laughs> they, call, they call me a lot of things, Giselle, yeah. but that's exciting that like I've been a, I don't know, a, a meme going around media. No, you are. Yeah, you're a running meme. Oh my god. I have best just you've ever looked. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. even close. Yeah. <laughs> About that. You know what we started doing now is Andrew, because Andrew watches our whole video, right? And then he's on GIF alert. So whenever Piff just star, shout out to Piff. We'll just Andrew will just star timestamps of like GIFable moments, mm-hmm. and we've created this um, basically document full of potential gifts poten- potential gifts and of then ourselves of ourselves and then i will <laughs> so like get this this was when i realized how crazy like how just stupid this was but we're in like this fantasy group football group chat of like 20 dudes fantasy football fantasy football not fantasy wonderlands no, yeah. no not a lot of women in fantasy football group chats but anyways aside allegedly from, allegedly you don't know about them in this one particularly yeah and someone that sent a long text and i just replied replied with a gif of myself and they're like, really, dude? You're sending gifts of yourself? Just, just <laughs> shot down. Just shot down. But, you know, I, I continue to do it. But on Instagram, it has become our um, Hi, mo- most watched video. Most watched video is gifts of ourselves. So there's, I appreciate them. Yeah. They're some of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. So leveraging that in a back pocket sense when we're just goofballs and we got like Declan close up just going, and it's just super it's just super subtle <laughs> and just gif that moment <laughs> we just gif it or there was one last week where after every one of our shows we always give ourselves like the back pocket handshake and then we like look at the camera and point at it and that was the very last part of our last video i took that gift it and then just put it on like we start tweeting it tweeting out it, we put yeah. it on instagram stories we use it to sell christmas cards we sold 60 christmas cards from pretty much doing like instagram stories and cold call and saying like Thank you for, like, to all of our guests yeah. who just said, hey, thank you for providing value. Your episode got this many downloads. Here's a Christmas card if you want it on your fridge. And now we got their email. Look at you. And Savvy. a lot of the coolest part was, like, some people were, like, all in, like, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Like, Dave Meltzer and Dots Pretzels, like, those guys responded and, like, bought a ton of them. Um, but then other people that saw it through it, they are like, dude, this is a great, like, great idea to build your email list. You're like, thanks for recognizing Yeah, that you know what we're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You guys are on that though, and you're so good at it. Mm-hmm. We try, trying I to be a little creative. From you. Yeah, our Instagram game I think is the best with podcasts. We were di- we were dicing up in front of Nick last night and just kind of showing him like how he needs to be better in Instagram. And he's like, "Dude, I'm just gonna give you my stuff, and you're gonna dice it up for me." I'm like, "Okay, okay, yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send it over, man. Send it over. Send it. Make it happen. We got this. Um, but yeah, we've really engulfed into Instagram for podcasts and like, I think the progress bar and all the like little different variations you can do for videos with podcasts, the little details, but yeah. that's it. Like, we're not going to sit here and talk about like how to make your Instagram video better. But what we will say 
is, dude, pay attention to the small details. Andrew mm-hmm. and I were coached for four years at St. Thomas by Glenn Caruso, head coach Caruso. And that man focuses on the small details that no one else thinks yeah. about mm-hmm. in a game that everybody watches. Right? We do the same thing with our podcast and with Instagram, dude. Andrew comes over to me and talks to me at the ball after the bars one night and was like, Hey man, we got to start using darker colors. Lighter colors don't hit as much. I learned this at media bridge. We're going to apply this right now. Use neon green Seahawks color. We need to use a darker green for something. I was like, dude, you're absolutely right. I don't like the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. This totally came into my idea. I feel like the marketing interns might benefit from this. All right. Marketing interns. Listen up. Have you guys ever had to quit a job? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. United Healthcare. Mm-hmm. It's I, hard. I, all, I have all my jobs still. Well, but but still, I think for it took me almost ten years of being professional before I had to quit a job. I'd never gotten fired or quit hmm. because most of my jobs were contractual or on a like a project by project basis. And I, the, leaving the radio station was the first time that I'd ever had to quit. And most everyone, at some point, you're gonna either get fired or you're gonna have to quit. And it's a really awkward thing. And it's also like preparing to break up with someone if you actually cared about your job or if they invested in you. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it's something that we don't, people don't always talk about because they don't want to get caught talking about that thing or they think that their employer might find out about it. Mm. But it was one of, I would say, one of the hardest things that I had to do this year that we forgot to talk about earlier. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. Well, for me, it was just that I saw a mentor from that boss as well and i did see a family of a team at go there. 96 yeah I, mm-hmm. I really loved what i was doing and i loved the family that i woke up to every single day so having to tell them that i was leaving my listeners my co-hosts my boss it was terrifying but mm-hmm. i think if you do it in a way that is fully transparent and the the thing that really made me feel good about it is a friend of mine said if your mentor doesn't encourage progress and promotion in your career even if it's separate then they're not really a mentor and that really that really you know stuck with stuck you with for me sure yeah. because it was like oh you're right mm-hmm. and a mentor wouldn't want you to be feel like you're stuck in a situation or wonder what if and and so that was something that really helped to where I, I went in and I had the spiel all worked out and then he was like you know what can I can, can you give me like 15 minutes? And I was like, oh gosh, like, no. <laughs> I was like, go back to my desk. I was like chopping on pretzels and almonds. Like, yeah. just what's going to happen? Like, what's yeah. going to happen? And then I see that he's like off the phone and I go back in. He's like, hang on, I forgot about this meeting. I'm like, oh gosh, like, no, I don't Come do. on. Yeah. So then on. I get in. And I'm like, do I mention this project that we're working on first and then go into it? Do I come back with it? I didn't know what to I, I really didn't know what the right thing was to do. Mm-hmm. But I was shocked when... I eventually told him, I was like, hey, so I've decided to leave. And he was like, okay, awesome. I'm like, what? (laughs) There was that part of me that wanted to be like, don't you want to say like, no, don't leave. But then you remember everyone's replaceable, no matter how awesome you are. And they move on, even if they don't want to admit it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you'll have a positive experience where they're not making you regret your decision or they're fully encouraging you to take that next step that you need to personally and professionally. Yep. And with that, I still have a really awesome relationship with him, too. Good. Because you handle it the right way. Mm-hmm. And they also saw that you wanted to grow in a different fashion. And they mm-hmm. respected that. That's really cool that you have that relationship with Go96. Because you put in that work and, and they saw that. And now they want to keep you in the loop because they know you're, so much, you're, you're a great person and you have that value that could 
offer them help in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or even the, the, the fact of, I know friends who have interviewed at other places while they're still at a job and they'll be like, oh, I'm going to a dentist appointment. Like oh, I'm doing that. like you almost feel like you're sneaking around or like mm-hmm. you're cheating on your spouse or something. Yep. But really, it's it's not like that because you're just trying to better yourself and you're doing what everybody else is doing, which is just taking that next step in your career. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about it like this too? And you said like everyone's replaceable and like that's that is the reality, that is the truth. And if knowing that, why not try and just get the best, make the most of any situation that you're in? I what, go back to like Andrew's situation. Andrew tells. Like it, it's a when you t- talk about like Andrew leaving United Healthcare, United Healthcare just replaced Andrew with a, a different yeah, person right away. There was no value, right? But Andrew had to go into that and had to get the most out of that opportunity and just take it and then move on, right? Yeah. And those those are kind of just one of those things where like you can look at it as just like I have to be here, or you can look at it as I get to be here. How can I make myself better? Because no one else is doing what I'm doing right mm-hmm. now. No one else is like being an engineer and running a podcast with over a hundred episodes. No one's bouncing from job to job on different stuff, taking everything he's learned and record re- recording the entire journey. Mm-hmm. Like we, so Matt, our roommate brought this up the other night. Like, yeah, you could say a um, hundred podcasts is cool, but what we're doing individually and specifically and as a team I don't know if there's a lot of other people out there doing it. And there probably are, which is great. And I love to meet them all. But, like, it's just cool to see that, that we're in the 1%. Yeah. You, you guys have been sticking with it. Yeah. And I think marketing interns, too, if, if you're in a place where you feel like it might be time for you to move on or go to something else, think about it and wonder, would you be okay if someone else took your place at where you're at right now? Yeah. Because there were a few times where I thought about leaving the morning show, but I thought about other people taking my place. And I was like, no, I feel so jealous. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready. And it it got to the point where I was like, no, I'm good with it. I'm really excited for the next person to replace me, Mm -hmm. whether it's a a guy or a girl, a previous intern or someone I've never even heard of. I'm so excited for that person because they're about to embark on something really awesome, but I'm ready to close that chapter. That's awesome. It's freaking sick. It's difficult and it's hard, but at the same time, having that self-awareness and also applying everything you've learned um, to that type of situation and being respectful, it goes a long way. And that's a great example of that. Um, but kind of trapping the puck on that and getting back to back pocket questions. Should we do it? Oh, yeah. Dude. Okay. So we're is... so we're so good at we have this telekinetic type thing now yeah. where like Andrew we just, and I know. just know, dude, when we got to get to this question. We so look. we just look and we can see it. Um, the average quality question. So last time you were on in July, your average quality was being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. How's that going? <laughs> <laughs> so what's the update on that? It's still, you know, it's still the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that's one of my best qualities is that I am not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid to admit that I am not the expert or the master of everything. And it's also helped me in a different way now because now I have my team to lean on. You know, I can, I can, when someone's asking me a question about something, I can talk as much as I can about that subject, but you know what? Let me pass it off to Andrew. He's actually the expert in this or, and, and I think that's, that's really awesome to know when you have that team to support you to do it. But it's, it's still something that I'm constantly growing with and learning with because as you get older you think about things like oh I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have said this but it's it's learning that everyone is going through that 
Yeah. Everybody sucks at some point in their lives, mm-hmm. whether it's they suck at something or they're just a shitty person. Andrew, apparently you were that when you were going through your job search and you were taking out things on other people. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're unsure of yourself, that is when you are probably the most horrible person to be around. And I think when you've been that person, when you have the awareness to know that you were that person, you're a lot more empathetic to those who are going through it yeah. and also more willing to help them through it. Mm-hmm. And can understand when it's time to detach yourself because you don't want to get sucked into whatever they're going through. But yeah, it's going well. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I think I, I think I definitely took a big leap. Oh yeah. Tur- you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. yeah. Well, and that's kind of cool too, is like, you know, you talked about a, a tough situation that you're in where you like, were feeling weird and unsure and really not knowing how to move on from something that you knew it was time to end. Mm-hmm. And again, you said take that leap. Like Bree Seely talks about taking that leap. Her new book just came out about that, and it's so cool. Like people write books about this and want to give back to other people after they take the leap mm-hmm. because it's so powerful and impacting. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, that's kind of something that we're just trying to make comfortable. Like be comfortable with taking the, that next step. Be comfortable with taking the first step, right? I've also noticed though that my comfort zone is different from other people's comfort zones yes you know like it's it's true because Mm -hmm. for some people getting up on a stage and speaking in public yes they would rather swim in a tub full of sharks like yes they, they, they would rather whereas with me i feel like if i don't get behind a microphone and tell my story i will die I'm not kidding. Like mm-hmm. I, I really like yeah, I have awesome. I have these feelings in my heart that just tug and will keep me up at night if I don't share a story or if I if I, I I will feel like there is someone who needs to hear something that I went through or a word of encouragement or mm-hmm. a really great pep talk and if I don't share that I feel like I'm gonna die. And I acknowledge that that's different because for me the thing that I'm most afraid of is not living up to my potential. It's not sharing that story that could have saved someone's life. It's not owning up to something that I did for fear that I that person will never know how I felt. And so when people might make fun of me for wearing all these hats or for jumping into relationships with both feet, it's that that's just how I am. Yeah. And in some ways, yeah, I will I have gotten hurt and I have gotten bruised and and um and that, if anything, knowing that I can recover from those things is why I'm that much stronger. And that's the difference between someone who is strong and someone who is resilient. And I think that that, that level of perseverance, that, that comfort with being uncomfortable is, is where my strength comes from. Mm-hmm. You find that momentum. It's, again, Dave Meltzer said it great. It's consistent, persistent pursuit of your passion. Um, and it all correlates into one another. Yes. Just fires me <laughs> up. Just fires me up, Giselle. <laughs> like... That Giselle said her biggest asset is her average quality because it keeps her humble and being humble keeps her on the path towards her potential. And I want to share it with everyone. I want everyone to feel that. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm not the one who is the star of the show, I've recently started working with Renee Rodriguez, who I I want you guys to work with. And he he teaches professionals uh, leadership and also public speaking. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment where I felt I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing when I was watching them speak and them tell their stories at a seminar. And I was helping them build confidence. 
and things that were making them cry and things that were making them afraid, those moments when they were young and maybe they had a broken parenting situation or someone passed away or someone broke their hearts. And I, I was teaching them like, I know that hurts and that's what's holding you down. Understand if more people heard this story, if you wore this on your sleeve, if you wore this like a badge of honor, you'd be a hundred times stronger. So teaching other people to feel more comfortable in telling their stories, that was like, I am made for this. I am supposed to be here right now doing this. This is what I was put on this earth to do. And the fact that I've been able to find that and sprinkle it into every single thing that I'm doing, it's been the most liberating feeling and I wish that on everyone. Let's also mention made for this. <laughs> Absolutely. Easy. Great, great transition there. Definitely. And that was presented by our sponsor made for this life. It is a, <laughs> it is a company, recent company started by Giselle. You yourself. It is a great company. Giselle, would you like to talk about your company made for this? It's still in development, but made for this life. It's officially an LLC. So yeah, it's, it's going, yes. yeah. it's going. Mm-hmm. The American dream is true. And I I definitely, you guys have inspired me to start a podcast, which will be launching in January. Mm-hmm. Really excited about it. And it will be the Made for This Life podcast. But also more than that, I have been working on um, an online store slash product line that inspires people to find their purpose and to also find purpose in giving back to others. So with Made for This Life, there is going to be an element to it where some of the screen printing is going to be done by people who have special needs. I've been a Special Olympics coach for a lot of my life, and I also work with Midwest Special Services, which helps a lot of um, people with special needs transition from that schooling to that career point because there aren't a lot of opportunities for people who have special needs. It's very misunderstood with the big spectrum. Uh, But also with that, carrying products and carrying lines that pay it forward. And that's not anything unique. There are other online stores that do the whole buy one, give one thing. But I definitely want to focus on local products as much as I can. But on, on places that aren't just giving back to other parts of the world or other sources like clean water, which is great. But focusing on the ones that are, you know, encouraging kindness, encouraging career, encouraging drive, education that help people to find their purpose in life and also help them to seek mental health mm-hmm. and caring in others and, and stepping outside of yourself. So I'm really excited about it. It's one more thing to add to all of the things that I'm trying to do, yeah. but it just goes back to the it's it's scary and maybe i'll fail and maybe it won't work but i know that if i didn't try i would regret that even more adding that hat to your hat collection is a big step and Mm -hmm. i think you're doing there's a hat too there's a hat yes (laughs) there's an awesome hat for that and i think on that note we have some suggestions we have some a game maybe we have a game game alert game alert game so we game we have a list of guests that we think will be perfect for made for this podcast and we're going to run down a few do you remember the list declan no, off the top of my head. Okay, so you'll just have to come up with them off the... I have the list in front of me, yeah, and I, okay. I'll help you out. Okay. All right. Well, actually, don't don't help me out. I'm just going to ad-lib this. You just ad-lib it. Okay, so my, my first guest, I think this kind of goes off what you, you've been about, and this is be a perfect Penelope Cruz. Oh, my dog. Yeah. You know, I don't know how entertaining it will be, but I think the gifts. Yes. Yeah. And then, after you have the, your dog on, you have Penelope Cruz actually penelope cruz on your podcast and you just it'll be a perfect segue like here's penelope cruz and now here's penelope Penelope cruz Cruz. yeah well and i think 
it's so great to show the growth from interviewing your dog who has trouble <laughs> talking sometimes but produce good content. Yep. And then you go to your second podcast and it's just so much better than the second or the first one and yeah. then people can see the growth. And, right you, away. and you don't you don't title it Penelope Cruz the dog. It's no. podcast 1 Penelope Cruz. Podcast 2 Penelope, Penelope Cruz. And in like yeah. the comments in like the description it's like Hey, that first podcast wasn't as good, so I reached out to Penelope Cruz um, <laughs> to try and get a better podcast together, mm. and here it is. Do you guys hey. have her number? Yeah, we can get it to you. Okay. What is it? The sixth degree? The law of the sixth degree? Sixth degree. You're connected okay. to someone by ever by six people. I think we can find that first one to get ball rolling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's our cool. first guest. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I'll see I have back. another one. This would be a uh, a local hitter. His name is Scott Ballard. I think he, mm. he runs Skyline Specs and sponsor. Okay. Uh, definitely a sponsor of this podcast. I think one cool thing that you guys like really talk about was the fact that like he's such a hustler and the fact that he wants to get all these affiliate marketers and like reach out to like people who are making an impact and doing cool stuff within that city mm-hmm. because that's what Skyline Specs is all about. He reached out to you and you were like, dude, sorry, not not feeling it. <laughs> and it wasn't and it wasn't because it was Scott. It was because you're just like I don't, I'm not a Ray-Ban girl, dude, whatever, yeah. but yeah. I think you guys should, like, definitely dice that up and, like, really hear what Scott's doing, because he's been on our podcast once before, and, like, Good he's man. got just a cool, cool story. But it just goes to show, too, with me, if I don't see myself wearing, living, and breathing your product, I'm not going to pretend like I am, yeah. you know? Exactly. And even if I love you and what you're doing, and it's awesome, like, that's great, but yeah. I'm just not the right person. Right. You want someone who's going to look cool, and I just didn't like the way they looked on my face speaking of cool though here's your next guest justin timberlake justin timberlake oh. would be a perfect yeah mm-hmm. definitely he's one of those lofty goals you set the grassroots in early and by the time you get to podcast i don't know maybe 12. six 12 i was gonna say 16 okay but okay. he's on that he he's on your podcast that seems realistic it seems realistic like, yeah, first, yeah first season for sure absolutely season one and then the, to go off that gal got it wonder woman herself oh, yeah she yeah. should be uh podcast you have justin timberlake on and then you do gal got mm-hmm. it because yeah. that just goes hand in hand yeah. Um, and then right after that, you bring on Bobby Bones because <laughs> Bobby Bones is just one of those guys you need to have in your, your yeah. circle. Um, you already talked to him once. I did. Yeah. I did. You had that exchange of conversation, yeah. those words. We did. Yeah. We had a great He knows you now. I, I tried to throw a bone out there and it just kind of got... <laughs> left on the ground <laughs> oh Bob. i left it as well <laughs> oh bobby oh man I, again great guest great guest um yeah. and then yam house of yeah, course house. Yeah. Oh. yeah just i think that they are going to be the like the music bed like the welcome to the made for this live podcast and then they'll yeah anyway they'll play the jingles yeah yeah oh they're oh like they're, they're like your intro song or yeah. something gotcha it's like the um the night uh the, the tonight show when they have uh, jimmy fallon and then they have blanking on their name the roots the roots yeah, yeah. phenomenal there you yeah go. and it's yam house yeah so, it's so they'll be my house fam get it okay oh legit okay so like actual no one got that guys <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say they'll be my house band ah uh, yam yeah, house yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i got it i got it i got it oh such a surface level awesome joke yeah thank that was you. great thank you um one legit guest yeah. that you should get um very tangible jay Laricus our podcast guest from last week mm. he is uh these are all realistic come on all, yeah so okay very realistic thank you, all very yes. realistic. thank mm-hmm. you andrew but yeah jay laricus he talk about like a guy who's you know using his story to give back kind of like you were talking about that mm-hmm. is a guy who is tr- like doing that and has 
received some really cool stuff. Like he won the Fowler Entrepreneurship Award um, because at St. Thomas, at St. Thomas yeah. for this company called Addiction U. And he just talked about like his he had substance abuse in his family and like the D.A.R.E. program and all that stuff in high school wasn't working for him. So, he so he's created his own company to wow. help families and people in that same situation. And Addiction U. Addiction mm-hmm. U. Yeah, he's off. He's gonna get his company off the ground and running in February, yeah. and he just got some funding for it. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, he's got a, just an incredible story. And on that note, I have another one that this is our favorite podcast in Alabama, and this is just about the people we just enjoy and we think. I don't know if they would fit your brand, but they fit our brand, and we just kind of want to plug them again. And if it doesn't, if this doesn't work out, it just at least allows us an opportunity to talk about them. Yeah. So you do stuff that, for podcasters. You do stuff um, that is enjoyable for you. This yeah. is something that Andrew and I just enjoy, which is plugging the Night Swims podcast in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. They're an incredible podcast. Couple and- two very average guys in Mobile, Alabama, talking about average things just like us in a completely different way. And we love these guys. They're Still in college, I think they're like twenty-ish years old. What's, they Just look, a couple of goofballs uh, talking about conspiracy theories, and uh, the Night Swims podcast. So go watch the Night Swims and listen to the Night Swims podcast. Well, I gotta have yeah. you guys on the podcast. Oh, uh, and then, yeah, that's how we were gonna close the game. So oh. perfect transition there, Giselle. <laughs> good, uh, I- good idea. <laughs> we'd love to come on and then uh, hopefully uh, work our magic into made for this and mm-hmm. uh, talk about our our story, yeah, our, our ourself, our yeah. growth, and. Friendship. Well, we'll talk. Yeah, there'll be two things that we'll talk about. We'll talk one about growth, and then with the back pockets, two for one deal. So you're not gonna just get one thing. You get two. You get two, two. You get two things, and that's development, dude. Growth. And you're kidding, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me we grow and develop. What? That's like that's a two for one package deal. Yep, yep. At the farmers market. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, people yeah. snag yeah. not one thing from the back pocket, but two things from two. the back pocket. Yeah. All right, trapping the puck on that segment, though. Finishing up with our final two questions here, Giselle. The first one puts the ball in your court. Any questions for us? We've harped you with questions now for an hour. Pastored. Pastored. We'd love a question uh, in return. So this is actually going to be the question that I open up my podcast with, mm-hmm. which is what is one shitty thing that's happened to you that you're really grateful for? My car breaking down. <laughs> Explain. Quick, you got 60 seconds on the clock. I got 60 seconds. So my car broke down three times in the last six weeks. The first time I text Andrew, um, all those different things. The second time I decided that I was going to do stand-up comedy. And the third time I said, F it, I'm going to go tonight and go out to stand-up comedy. So literally the three different times that my car broke down, the three different things that I just said, Literally, fuck it. I'm going to go do this. And then you did it, and your bit was about your car breaking down. Yeah, it, it all worked in head. <laughs> it all worked. Because I started talking about Uber and like how crazy Uber is, and I'm not going to get into the bit, but yes, it was it was awesome. Great work. One shitty thing for me back in spring, I went to a job fair, and I got eight job interviews from that, and I thought I crushed it. I went to all interviews, and, I, and some of them I got bounced in the very first interview. Some of them I made it to the final two. I didn't get job offers from any of them. I hated my life. I hated how that how that went about. I was like, why? All of them said I lacked experience, but like I'm a senior in college. Like, what experience did you want? Did I not prove myself? And I, that sucked. But through this whole, I mean, you guys heard it already in this podcast. The evolution of what has come from that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself snaps. My, yeah, we're, we're pro snaps. We're pro snaps. So that was one shitty thing that happened, and I'm stoked that it happened. 
Mm-hmm. What's Love one it. one what's one shitty thing that happened to you? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> like now you're turning it on me. Um You're gonna get this a lot, so just be ready. Well no, I know. Yeah. I know well I've talked to you guys about a lot of these oh, things. Yeah, I get so I'm like, well <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I think about I've I've frozen on live international television before. I've gotten my heart broken so many times. I mean, I got broken up with on Christmas Day mm. two years ago. Just like it was like in front of my whole family. I made my onesie just bawling. Um, I've gotten plenty of auditions that I was rejected from, and I've had people say, "Oh, like you look like this, but you sound like this. You're so underwhelming." And me thinking that I was supposed to be spicy or like Sofia Vergara when. You guys have met me. Yes, I'm Latina, but, like, I don't talk like that. And yeah. my last name is Ugardi because I'm Tex-Mex, not Ugarte, which, sure, that works if I'm in Mexico, but that's just not who I am. And now I'm succeeding from being this in-between person, which is a modern American. Oh, yeah. Um, there have been plenty of jobs where I have just felt like shit sometimes or woken up in a morning where I put so much energy into a job, into a relationship, into a home and things didn't go well. And it's, it's why I'm choosing to make a podcast like this. It's why I've gotten along with people like you. It's why I have been as success, as successful in my career as I've been is because I'm not afraid to be vulnerable and talk about those weakness, fall on your face. Mm -hmm. I feel like shit. Don't want to get out of bed, battling depression, anxiety moments that, make me relatable and can pass that and pay it forward i think that's an awesome first question to ask on your podcast and i'm excited to hear all these responses that you're going to get so this is our final question um you've heard it before it's a simple question what did you learn from today from the moment you woke up from right now dogs can get bladder infections Ooh, <laughs> i had <yeah>. no idea <laughs> Me, My, penelope cruz is a bladder infection i didn't even know that was a thing yeah Ooh. How did you find out about that? Um, How did you diagnose your dog? Apparently, like, her pee was smelling weird, and she was peeing more frequently. (laughs) I know. So It's just reality, though. Now she has to eat this, like, special food. Yeah. It's just reality. It it happens to dogs, I guess. It happens to dogs. You love dogs, Andrew. I'm starting to. I'm learning, Declan. learning. You see his dog socks? Yeah, that was his secret Santa reached out. She was like, what should I get him? I'm like, well, he loves dogs. <laughs> well, for starters. And by that, I mean he doesn't. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was breaking it down for my roommates last night. I'm pro-dog. I just don't know how to handle myself around a dog. So, like, I love, I love, I, I think I love dogs in, the, in that sense of where you it's like. You respect them. I respect them. I understand their, their role in people's lives and why people want them around. But I don't need that. And I don't not like them. I just, when they're around, it's like, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know. And so, let's also mention that there's a dog in our house, typically. And then Andrew goes to work at Media Bridge. And how many dogs are at that place? Usually one to two. So Andrew's just yeah. around dogs. It was the funny time. the other day when Penelope Cruz hopped up on the conference table. And he was like, hi, Penelope. And he just kind of like gave her this stroke like like weird awkward like, <laughs> just very but he was trying yeah and one of our biggest clients is secondhand hounds oh, and mm-hmm. part of our uh we had a presentation the other day and one of the marketing objectives was to get andrew to be a dog person <laughs> in the marketing plan it was in yeah. the formal presentation in bright red underlined with exclamation point and i wore my dog socks that day so i was like i'm heading we're in this objective we're heading in the right direction yeah. Yeah. Just pulled, pulled your leg out rolled up your pants yeah. yeah that's a good you should have rachel myros on this 
on this podcast. Female founder of Second Hand Hounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One of our She'd clients. She'd be awesome. Yes. What's gave Andrew a hug yesterday. Yes. Rachel Nyros. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, if you're listening. If you're listening. Hopefully we can have you on, Rachel. But Giselle, this ends our time. Season two, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciated the time you gave us. Thanks for having me. I'm so proud of you guys. Thank you. This is just the beginning. Man, we haven't recorded it yet, but I'm guessing Giselle was phenomenal. We're doing this a little bit earlier because Giselle had a reschedule. We're faux-agging on this last episode. So we're, we're predicting a, a phenomenal conversation. Giselle, Giselle. That, was, that was the best thing That ever. was the best that thing That was ever. so good. Yeah. Sam, what do you think about it? Um, Speaking of the mic, by the you way. Guys, you guys just talk about her constantly, so I, she must be... She must have been really good. Yeah. How many times have we invited you places where we're like, hey, dude, Giselle's going to be with us. Like, want to hang out yeah, with us. Yeah, you always say, she's a good person to know. She's a really good person to know. And I'm sure she's a really good podcast. Yeah, so, so if you do want to come in on Saturday at 11, you can join us there. But we're also going to go out with uh, for drinks with Nick, Stationary Astronaut, and Giselle on, uh, on Friday. So join us if you'd like to. But trapping the puck there. Giselle, thank you for joining us uh, in the future. We appreciate it. This is the last time. We are putting out a podcast in 2018. How does it feel, Deck? feels awesome. Like, you remember last time I said, like, hey, you got to cry? And you're like, no. I was like, yeah, you're right. Real podcasters don't cry. Understandable. Capital P podcasters don't cry. And I'm just excited to take a step back. I think in this world now of just getting information quick, getting it now, posting every single day, grinding on stuff that's in the present day, gets kind of overwhelming. But it's fun. Like, we enjoy it, clearly. We've done it 46 weeks straight. Yeah, we just adjust every week, which is so cool. Like every week we have a new we have new content and we're prepping that week. Mm-hmm. When that conversation ends, we immediately create the podcast, download the video, and then we're hashing out the content for the social media posts and how to promote ourselves. And now we get to take a deep breath and reflect. And you're going to hear all about us reflecting on season two on Thursday, December 20th, mm-hmm. uh, when we, it's a marketing intern spotlight of just Declan and I. We're going to keep plugging it because we're excited to just break it down, the two of us. We have no time limit, no restrictions, just free roaming. It'll be interesting. But uh, it'll be also nice to trap the puck on, the, on season two and give us roughly six weeks, allegedly. We're not sure when in February, but in February we'll be back for season three. We've got big things to come. Yeah, and, you know, we'll talk – I don't know if we'll talk too much about season three on uh... – on thursday's podcast which by the way thursday december 20th definitely got to be there for that uh can't plug it enough Mm -hmm. but i think one thing that's gonna be super cool about our season three is you know we always talk about this theme of our podcast like niching down right how can you niche down and capture an audience that really cares about you really loves what you do and so what we're doing in terms of niching down is we're going to start recording these series start recording podcasts that are bigger than just one person one person or one story you know and we're going to start connecting the dots and help you guys understand what we've been trying to do these last two seasons, right? What's the difference or what's the similarities between a Giselle Ugardi and a stationary astronaut and a Matt Wiest and a, and a Matt Berg and a, and a Dean Kilby, right? Who, who are all these guys? How do they all relate to each other? We're going to make that more clear for you in season three. That's the best way to put it, Tech. And one thing we're definitely going to do is we're going to title our podcasts correctly from episode number one to episode Number one million, one million, whatever the net of season three, whatever it may end up being. But with season two, our average quality this week, I apologize, marketing interns, but this is technically podcast 46 of the year. However, when I was uh, updating our website and changing around the titles to make it more uh, cohesive, I realized that uh, episode 13 
and episode 14 we labeled them both episode 13 and we continued from 13 double 13 to 14 15 so we were one episode behind from roughly what is that it's like may probably maybe even april when it was episode 13 and we were at one episode title behind the whole time yeah so what i would do i just did episode number one i created it as zero so then we could just stay in line because we started every podcast with today is the date season two episode blah 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 yeah and it just would have been way off it's a great so fix. that's our big time average yeah quality. oh my god let's also just talk about the fact that we recorded 30 podcasts before we caught the mistake and then you know we went back to like go so when sam was starting to do uh podcast descriptions for us in, on our website that's when i started to go back in through our website and i just found like a million typos it's like oh my god for the last six months people have been we've been acquiring new listeners like crazy and they've just been seeing all our average qualities everywhere yeah. it's, it's, so it's great it turned out great yeah no problems for us but obviously a lot of typos i remember when uh before we brought you in sam you were like you would i would post stories and you would reply with typos that we made yeah you guys aren't very good at, at spelling we're average at it. You guys must have not taken a spelling class at the same time. We rush out. We have so many, con- so much content to put out there. We, it's it's sometimes rushed. I probably did that a handful of times. More than once. I mean, I just look, I made you look so dumb in the DMs. Well, now now when we make typos, I'll repost it and then just cross out what word we got wrong and then put it in and then hashtag typo guys. I think just being more transparent with the listeners is a is a key to success. We're humans. We make yeah, mistakes. We are humans. New, newsflash: We make mistakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Not perfect. Also, just you not saying like, you're you're getting so much better at it. You uh-huh. haven't said like since I've since that day. I think. Honestly, dude, have I'm you honored. just been like locked in or what? No, I'm just a little more conscious. I'm not. Okay. As, I'm not as software. nervous anymore as I as I was. Yeah. <laughs> we're so. Nervous, I realize dude. I realize you guys aren't that cool. Actually, like I'm not trying to impress you guys anymore. Oh, yeah, there's no reason yeah. to yeah. impress us. A couple of wildly yeah. average guys should have picked up on that very, right away. Very average. Oh yeah, big very. time average guys. What, what about us is like cool? About you guys is cool. Yeah, what, what were you like? Wow, dude, these guys are cool. Like, and mate, what what do we what do we do wrong? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, how do we not? It's kind, live of, it's up kind to of this. Hype. It's just kind of the whole like social media compared to real life thing. Mm. You know, it's like Instagram models. Yes, they look so good online. They meet in person. And you're like, oh. yo, we <laughs> looked good online. All they, right, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. We look good online, but then when they, we show up, we should, are uh, we are the Instagram. That was a bad comparison. No, no, no. You guys are going to think you guys we can are, run with are Instagram models. We can no. run with that because run with it. this podcast is the Instagram models of podcasting. People come on and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, we're flying. Look at these guys. I mean, here's here's the thing. They got the progress bar. They got, they we got, got Josh Moe. We got Josh Moe, you know, behind yeah. the camera recording, dude. And we got obviously great content. We look great. Because we make our filters just, you know, we know the right filters. And, and yeah, then, you guys and, are good at it. And then you do, show yeah. up and oh, like, yeah. I'm wearing I'm wearing sweatpants and a shirt that's too big for me. Yeah. All right. Nothing you do with that. You guys, you guys are cool guys, I guess. I'm, I'm glad so. you had high expectations and we didn't meet them because that yeah. just speaks volumes to uh, yeah. just who we are, I think. And <laughs> what's funny is if he thinks that, that means everyone Alleg- uh, more than one person more i most give people, that yeah. I, i'm not gonna put everyone in that box but okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna give a multiple people in that box yes the yeah. majority are in that box it's populated it's popular for sure yeah okay there's also another box that i can see right through it and be like what these guys have uh john belushi and the map with darts holes in it and uh Derek Derek Lewis, Lewis, my our favorite hot. yeah no one's really called us out for this one yeah and i love this i thought there was gonna be a little bit more controversy with I, Derek Lewis, right? Especially like, when like our guests, or when you're sitting right here and it like pans over, pans yeah. to Andrew and we're talking about something serious, and it's like you just got my balls was hot with Derek Lewis in the background, <laughs> like 
Unbelievable content. Unbelievable content. Oh, anyway, speaking of content, we got more content for you guys today. Sam, it's your second annual, second, uh, no, not second annual. How do I say that? Second week in a row with your Sam slang. Yeah. Second. Okay, so I think last time we did pretty good of getting examples in mm-hmm. the sentence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. Which was? What was last week? On baby. On baby. All right, this morning. And I use it all the time. I sent it an email, actually. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I got that Snapchat. Yeah. I should have. Did you get fired? Nope, we're oh, good. Okay. We're I good. actually got a raise. Anyways, continue. Nice. Uh, to give a little example of how I've been using it was uh, I'm like the gotcha guy. Like I always say gotcha for some reason. Like or some kudos. Or kudos. Not anymore. No, kudos is like when I'm giving someone a compliment. Oh, yeah. When I say gotcha, it's like, oh, I hear what you're saying. Right. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Now I say on baby. Is that right? Yeah. That's sweet. All right. Oh, that's okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. All right. Moving right along. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Wolfen. Wolfen? Wolfen. Can you spell that? Um... W O O F I N G. Wolfing. Wolfing. Or, wolfing. or just wolfing. Okay. Wolfing. Wolfing. Okay. okay. I thought so, you were saying wheat thins. Like so. Wheat thins. Wheat thins. Anyways, so, continue. Uh, okay. Yeah. Guy's talking crap over like social media. And he's like, man, I'm going to come beat you up. And you say, man, you're just wolfing. Mm. I'm on board with right, this one right, right you know, you yep. guys like at the bar with a, a fake Rolex and he's talking about how he's a millionaire and you can just tell he's just. Lying through his teeth, man. He's he's just wolfing. So the Back Pocket Podcast is putting out a ton of great content left and right. We got the progress bar. We got some cool saturation, and then someone just DMs it. You're just wolfing. Yeah, you guys are wolfing. Then, then yeah, yeah. So I use that right. Yeah, like it's just kind of calling somebody out. Yeah, right. They're yeah. bluffing. Yeah, bluffing. they're bluffing. That's a good way to put it. We're yeah. wolfing they're right wolfing. now. Yeah, but it's it's just when somebody's like talking a lot, you know, talking mm. a lot of crap. Sam Sam knows another guy who knows a guy that's in Minnesota played hockey with his buddy. He's just woofing. He's just woofing, dude. Yeah, Sam acting like he knows everyone in Minnesota and is like best friends with them. Woofing. Woof, dude. Yeah, that's woofing. Yeah, that's a good way. Good job. Oh, yeah, good job. I've been hitting this table so much like recently. It's okay because we're getting furniture for season three and we should talk about that because this is the last time we'll also be using this setup. Like Hopefully, then we're just gonna say it. Yeah, because there's there's no what? way I can walk back into the studio yeah. for Josh, season three. Are you uncomfortable right now? Just, just a little bit. Yeah. So it's a little tight in here. So we we're gonna upgrade everything. Yeah. We're gonna get some comfy furniture. Mm-hmm. We've been saying it, but now we have a break to hash out some like mm-hmm. realistic pricing and stuff. Yeah. Instead of coming home every night and looking for an Instagram post we can get and repping out blog posts and left and right and planning for guests and whatnot, we can actually put down a spreadsheet of like, hey, this is what we need in here. We're going to get some standing desks over in the corner. We're going to get a couple armchairs and a couch. It's going to be it's going to be top of the lines for you marketing interns. I'm yeah. very excited. We're also going to have a nitro brew on tap in here and um, and so that wow. way you can just wow. fill up. Yeah. Oh, we could do beer. I was also thinking nitro brew coffee. Um, okay. that way when you walk in, you just fill up your coffee cup and then you sit down and you're ready to go. I was thinking at a minimum we just have like a stack of waters, like bo- little mini bottle of waters that That's are not, a good not, idea. not a sponsor because I feel like our guests are always just a tad thirsty. And I always go and get them like a janky cup that they can easily knock over, or me just knock over. That's you my knock role. Over, yeah. Or so, you get a beer for that that one guy we had, the cybersecurity <laughs> guy. Cybersecurity yeah. guy. Nice <laughs> brewski. That was pretty funny. Yeah. That um, was awesome. You guys should go sweet. to IKEA when you get your. That's uh, what we're gonna. So yeah. we're doing. You, you want to come with? You should film. Yeah. You know. Josh, I you want to come and film us? You know why I want to come with? Because the cinnamon rolls. Have you ever had IKEA cinnamon rolls? No. Okay, that's like a life hack. Is we gotta get cinnamon rolls from IKEA. So with that. 
incredible updates are coming for this Washington 3.0 because season three, we're just going to continue to just add a number mm-hmm. to every upgrade we make in the the studio room. Yeah. And I, I hope our listeners know that we call it Washington. We don't say that enough. We don't say that enough. I didn't know that. It's our capital, yeah. but it's a den. Washington. Uh, Washington. Capital. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, one thing that we need to just say is, you know, aside from or the reason why we're stoked about taking a step back, you know, for the people that enjoy our content so much, it's crazy. You know, we, like, let me list off all the things that we've done. A Monday podcast every week. A Golden Nuggets, which is a best of that Monday podcast every week. We've done a marketing intern spotlight with interviewing one of our listeners every single week. We've done a blog at least once or twice a week. We post every day on Instagram, Monday through Sunday, every single day. I post on LinkedIn every day. We post at least 10 to 15 tweets on Twitter every day. We post on Facebook once every day. And oh yeah, we have nine to five jobs. Grind. So not to brag, <laughs> but we're putting in some work, and it's going to be nice not to have to put in the work of uh, new stuff and every week. Yeah. And, and we love it, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, no yeah. Not taking away any of that. Um, so what we are looking forward to is trapping the puck and honing in on what we do best, and that's uh, figuring out who we are and then coming at you guys live, season mm. three. That's right. And hopefully, Sam, you're still here for that. Because uh, well, we truly appreciate what you've been doing. We need you. Dude. We've gassed I you up. I make it back from South America. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. For a month. Yeah. I think about that. Okay. Here we go. What do we learn? You guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Who wants to start? I can start. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna do a little quick rehashing here. So what did we learn? Is a segment we've been doing every single podcast, I believe, mm-hmm. even episode one. Correct. Yeah. And uh, for all of our marketing interns that have been here forever, they know what the drill is. So what did you learn? In December 18th of 2017, so the final episode of la- of season one was 1817, which I think is kind of cool because this this episode releases 1718. A little flip there, but Declan, you learned. Uh, spoiler alert! Quick spoiler alert here. Uh, what he di- he actually put down something he didn't learn was he didn't learn who Snoke was in Star Wars Eight, and he's salty about it. So here on season two of the same date, you still don't know who Snoke is. And correct. Uh, uh, we're one year away from probably finding that out, even though he's dead. Spoiler alert. Uh, so that's what you learned last year. Yeah. What did I learn last year at this time? The back pocket had had a wildly average first season, many highs, many lows, yet we continue to plug along and push out content, content, content. Sounds a lot like season two. Um, improvement. Improvement, sure. yeah. So this year, what did I learn? It's December 17th of 2018. Two things. Let, whoa, whoa yeah. hold on hold on dude hold so, your horse i'm not like, you know what like you're copying us yeah. you know, sam andrew. let's take the high road andrew what'd you learn thank you i learned first one being was my job progression throughout 2018 i think is hilarious to recognize i started at hub club when i was in school and declan just joining me every day when i just managed the arts and crafts room at st thomas that was phenomenal and then i graduated and I went to Life's a Beach, which was a lake weed removal at Lake Minnetonka. Phenomenal job. Shout out Josh Letty uh, in that podcast. Tremendous man. And then I went to work for United Healthcare, and I was calling receptionists left and right to get, obtain fax numbers. I did that for six weeks. And now I found a job that I care about. Even though I cared about the rest of them, but this one even more so uh, at MediaBridge. And this is a perfect time. I don't know if I have officially announced that on the podcast, but we probably talked about it with Giselle. I'm working with her. 
and uh, there's big things coming, and I'm excited for it. My, so those four jobs are all over the place, and for all those marketing interns out there that are trying to uh, find out their path, it's all right. You'll find it. Taste. Taste. You taste just got to taste. And don't worry, and don't like perceive it as something that you're doing something wrong when you're picking weeds out of a lake. You yeah. know? Like, I loved hearing your experiences with that, and I was like, dang, I wish I could have jumped in the lake with them, right? Yeah. Like, and Hub Club, I was there with you, like, every day. I didn't even get paid for it, but I still showed up and grinded and That's studied. when we did our meeting Mondays. Right, yeah. Before that was where, exactly. There um, is, there is like, nothing better, honestly, than, it, than like, job announcements. Some of my friends are graduating now that are seniors, and they're posting on Facebook, like, happy, say I got a sales position, blah, blah, blah. Happy, say I got, you know, mm-hmm. like, all these positions. It's just, like, such a... It's such like a fun time seeing people progress into that stage of their life, you know, mm-hmm. like an entry level position or like you just announced. Like that's, I don't know, it just makes you so happy. It's like when people say that they're pregnant or like they're getting married or something. It's like like I got a, I got a new job. Like yeah, you're just yeah. you're just like climbing that ladder. There's a lot of work that gets into that that, that goes unnoticed, and that's absolutely a great point. I don't even I'm not even gonna say. My, I'll, actually, I'll say this. Say yeah. it. Was we got Yeah, we gotta give him a shout out. Shout out Josh Perry, who was on our podcast in the beginning of season two, um, BMX rider down in Dallas. Uh, tumor cancer survivor had multiple tumors awesome dude and he's on this keto diet and he posts on instagram this buffalo salad and i was like i love buffalo sauce and i need to start eating healthy and it's it was just like steamed broccoli asparagus poured over um uh chicken and buffalo sauce with cream cheese and i was like i can do that and i whipped that up and it was tremendous and i shout out josh perry for just Making me a healthier man and getting off my fast food diet that I was on for the past week. But making you feel like you're still on it with the buffalo sauce. With the buffalo sauce. Yeah. So shout out Josh Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's what I learned. Love that man. I think he's from North Carolina, though, not Dallas. Who am I thinking of? Uh, Beaver? Beaver is... Colorado? No, I forget where Beaver's from. Anyways, he's from North Carolina. I think I Beavers that. live in multiple states. and like Yeah, Beaver's in, in California America. right yeah. now. Okay. Um, anyways. I've had Josh. Dude, phenomenal, man. That was a horrible good, joke. So good, uh, cut that out. Good what you <laughs> learn, dude. Good. Good Thanks, Sam. What did you learn? Um, yeah, so I got another one from Reddit. Oh. This will be the last time I get it from Reddit. Sorry, but, yeah. but it's just so interesting. It's so interesting on there. They're really awesome. Yeah. So this one's pretty cool. Um, John F. Kennedy, um, when he was actually, I guess his entire life was actually always super ill, really sick, um, had a ton of problems, uh, but the democratic party did a super good job of like hiding that from the public. Like when I think, think of John F. Kennedy, I think like young guy, youth, you know, Marilyn Monroe or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but he actually had a ton of problems. Uh, they thought he had cancer at one point and stuff. Um, Nixon thought this was a really good way to uh, beat him in the election. So Nixon, they believe that hired people to go break into the um, democratic headquarters and take files showing like his medical problems. Um, which is illegal. Yeah. And they couldn't find it because it was so close. It was like a cl- it was under a different document and stuff. Yeah. But so they didn't find it. But then it just got released with like his assassination files. Like I think it was earlier this summer it got released. Right. But uh, Which yeah. is a crazy so thing. Like they, was, you can hide documents for that long and then they have to be released at a certain time. Yeah. Yes. That's nuts. But he was in like horrendous shape. Like he was constantly, he almost died from a back surgery. Yeah. He was, he, there, there were some days like he couldn't even walk. He was in so much pain and stuff, which I just thought was crazy because I've watched documentaries on him, and he's a super, I mean, like, one of the most influential people in United States history, and whenever you see him, you see him, like, on the beach with his family, he's in super good shape, really good-looking guy, like, right. they, they did such a good job of, like, marketing him as, like, that young, youthful person, and not this kid that his entire life and through college was going through surgeries, and, like, you know, thinking he had cancer, and, like, near-death 
illnesses and stuff. So, so that's confirmed with the documents. Yeah. Okay. At yeah. first, I thought you were. Uh, what did you learn? Was uh, you learned about a conspiracy theory? But you, you tied that confirmed. in nicely. You confirmed, tied that yeah. in nicely. Well, really done. good journalism and yeah. podcasting on your end, Sammy. Thanks. Thanks. Coming on at a big time. Thanks. It's fun to watch. Okay. Can I go? Yes. Okay. Sweet. Uh, ooh, big one this week. So what I learned from a Gallup. Uh, inner or not from a Gallup poll. These guys are like famous for doing polls on different things in 2017. Like Instagram people, like they just throwing up polls, like um, polls about kind of the the society and what people feel about society and what, how they, their role in society. Like a lot of news channels, like CNN and Fox News, use Gallup as their main mm, source. Right. Of yeah. Okay. Um, so here's a stat that they had where I learned some uh, from Johan Hari, who studies depression and anxiety and you know he, his whole thesis is that depression and anxiety aren't uh biological necessarily it might have some some little part but not entirely it's more about your social situation and your psychological state but anyways this gallup poll said that 87 percent 87 percent of people don't like their jobs so they don't like what they're doing the majority of the day and he said there is a serious problem with that and that people are basically taking these jobs and just kind of taking an easy path because it pays them and they don't feel great. Like they, they don't love what they do. And that just like bumped me out that like 87% of people are like that. And this is a poll of like millions of people. Yeah. Um, and they talk, so he, anyway, but he's so, like I said, it's a depression kind of and anxiety stem um, you know, when they, when doctors diagnose it with you or you with depression and anxiety, they give you pills right away. And he's saying like, you got to change your environment and attack it with positivity rather than taking pills. And I just thought that was super powerful. It's kind of wild. Wow. Yeah. It was not, not to get a little sad there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for, sorry for like spitting some truth, but he was tying it into like, there are like people are doing stuff on. Uh, in their normal job and then the only the other outlet that they go to is like an Instagram or Facebook and they're just scrolling through other people having like a really good time and so now they're allegedly allegedly right um, and he's saying like social media has hurt the situation overall and he's saying how you kind of have to remove yourself or again attack something with positivity and so I thought it was just kind of cool how he saw kind of you know, depression, anxiety put in this box of like, hey, this is a biological, like you are depressed. But the reality of it is you can, you don't have to be depressed. You can do what you want to do. You can, you know, fly, like you can do whatever you want, right? But you just, that's how you change. You got to change your mindset. Shout out Decky Serious, dude. Decky Serious. That's good, yeah. Yeah. That was a, yeah. That was a good word you learned. Yeah. yeah, it was sick. Probably not some, yeah, you could share that at a cocktail party and you not could feel definitely, bad about it. Yeah. You can definitely feel bad because I feel like everybody like, will feel bad if you share it at a cocktail. No, no, no. Or? Definitely. Like we'll make people understand. I'll open their eyes a little bit more. Yeah. I know. Cause everyone has, everyone feels depressed at times. Do you, you like, like what people? you're doing, Sam? Yeah. I like what I'm doing. Okay. I think, do you, do you like what you're doing, Josh? Okay. I think cool. a big thing that just because depression, anxiety seems like, well, it's like a fact that's just risen dramatically over the last like de- couple decades mm-hmm. and pretty much every like buddy if you like watch videos on it or like you know just documentaries and stuff or just even read about it it's all just comes back to social media and i think the biggest thing is like if you just people just stopped comparing themselves with other people yeah that's such a big thing it's so bad or even realizing that fame like does not create happiness at all like not like it's proven that fame i mean think about think about how many celebrities have drug overdoses or Mm -hmm. like mental breakdowns and talk about like oh like like i just wish i wasn't famous and like it's like be careful what you wish for stuff like, like that's just such an obvious thing now 
and I think it's becoming more obvious as like I mean social media is getting bigger and like celebrities are now like kind of like their brand is social media right like that's how like they get more famous um but I mean yeah just knowing that I mean like that just makes you I feel like five times happier just understanding that that you know fame and comparing yourself isn't gonna make you like make, make your yeah. life any better yeah sticking to social media in a, in a sense of like it's you're allowing yourself to stay in touch with people you don't or you're not able to see all the time that's what its usage should be you should be checking photos and saying oh my friend from high school that i haven't seen in six years is killing it or is up to is in italy or something cool like right. that's why you should be on social media not to be like oh i wish i was in italy type thing and it's hard but I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm. Per- no one's perfect at it. Right. But having that kind of mental, just kind of mindset every single time you log off, it's like, hey, it's all right. You're you're doing fine. Right. You got Sam who's thinking we're doing hot stuff, and then comes and meets us, and a week later he's like, these guys are just a pair of wildly average guys. Yeah, these guys are just recording in their attic and making it look really cool. Yeah. Um. But I think another thing, like through us posting on Instagram every single day, it I can start to see some, or I can see people that are authentic and that aren't right you have these people that are posting these glorious instagram filter photos all the time and telling people how great they're doing and you know that i like that's either what they're actually doing like that's authentic or it's not and for us it's like dude we'll tell you about our failures we'll tell you about the things that we did right we'll tell you the things that we sucked and did average and you know that kind of attack but just sticking to who you are and posting about that is so much different than trying to be something else and posting as if you are something else because at some point it's going to catch up to you yeah right like andrew and i have been able to grow as much as we've grown because we've stuck to who we were this whole time we've never tried to be the joe rogan we've never tried to be the tim ferris we've just tried to be the back pocket back pocket sitting here on a couple uncomfortable chairs yes so it's it's good stuff social media is difficult great what did you learn way to uh, spark some conversation there duck let's trap the puck all right let's do it a feel-good story finishing strong on a positive note so 46 straight weeks, if you guys have learned, it's not 45. This is actually 46, yeah. even though it's episode 45, and there's a reason for that. Um, the feel-good story this week, we don't talk about it all the time, the numbers game. We started tracking analytics in May of 2018, this very year. So that's how many months now? Uh, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and then part of December. So about eight months. Out of those eight months, there were the first three of those months, we had half of our podcast not working because when we transferred from Squarespace to Anchor, we did it incorrectly and we half the podcast weren't working. So with that being said, for eight months and out of three of those months, half the podcast weren't working. We tracked 27, over nearly 28,000 downloads. And I think that's very cool that 28,000 um, people could have been more than one person clicking on that stuff. We had 28,000 plays on our podcast. Um, I think that's awesome. I think people really are locked into what we're saying, hopefully. And we have an audience. We have an audience. And I think uh, that number just kind of reinforces uh, that we are making a, a, an impact at least on one person. Yeah, I love I love the growth, and I also love the fact that we focused on creating before we ever cared about the analytics. If you May of 2018 was when we first got analytics, and they were eh, so so right. We didn't even know how they were working, and but before that, we started the podcast in February of 2017, and didn't care about who the hell listened. I bet we got five listeners per episode for a solid six months. Um, but now we're using it as a growth tool and understanding how we can you know best get our downloads up and try and. You know, and, and, but it's not something we care about totally. I think it's cool how many people we've impacted, though. 
Like, I don't look at it as a download. I looked at it as an impact. Like, someone got value from us that time, 28,000 times or however many. So, feel-good story goes to all those people, those marketing interns, those listeners, as you know, put it, those learners. Uh, awesome. I'm so excited that we uh, that we accomplished this feat of putting out th- this many podcasts in 26 weeks. We started on February 6th. We end on December 18th. We never stopped. It's pretty damn cool. Um, we have one more podcast left on uh, the 20th. On the 18th and 19th, we'll be doing Golden Nuggets from uh, A Selfless Story with, with Jay. And um, this very podcast will have Golden Nuggets on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, the 27th, will be Marketing Intern Spotlight of just Declan. I don't know if we'll title it Marketing Intern Spotlight. We'll just we'll call it, it the Season 2 finale, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Clickbait. Clickbait, yeah. Click on this podcast, Season 2 finale. Sam, you got any final notes you want to say before you are back on in 2019? See you guys next year. Love it. Oh, yeah. classic. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it from us, man. We love you guys. Take care. Take care. Astro. Yeah. Sun is down, freezing cold. That's how we already know. When it's here, my dog will probably do it for a Louis belt. That's just all we know, we don't know nothing else. I tried to show him. Yeah. I tried to show him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sound good actually in here, yeah. Ding. Or what mm-hmm. if, what mm-hmm. if I did this? Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. <laughs> Is that what you learned? <laughs>